0: Is be yourself always such good advice? We discuss this and more on this episode of The Overthinkers. Hello, thinking people's thinking people. Welcome to The Overthinkers, a home for people who love to have fun thinking deeply. I am your host, Joseph Holmes, filmmaker, film critic, high functioning imposter syndrome mascot. And with me, as always, is my annoyingly authentic
1: co-host, Nathan Clarkson, actor, author, filmmaker, and someone who is unabashedly himself. That you are. That you are. (laughs) For good and ill, but mostly good.
0: (laughs) Just just, a little ill. Just a little, Bill. Just to keep things interesting.
1: Keeps them on their toes.
0: And and, uh, today we are, fittingly enough, uh, asking if be yourself is good advice. But first, Nathan, if people enjoy our discussion and want to
1: engage with more of our content and meet fellow overthinkers like themselves, where can they go? They can go to the overthinkersjournal.world where they can find out more about their hosts and send us all of their love and hate mail there. They can also go to our online private group on Facebook called The Overthinkers, where we have 20,000 overthinkers just like yourself, getting into great discussions about all the fun stuff we talk here and posting tons of very intellectual memes. If you do enjoy the podcast, please consider leaving us a review and sharing with a friend. It really does help us so very much. That's right. If yourself
0: is an overthinker, then we definitely encourage you to be yourself with your people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, ready to get started? Let's do it. Awesome. Be yourself is a phrase all of us have heard either in movies, TV shows, or for well, from well-meaning friends very often. Whether it's when we're going to go on a date, go for a job interview, or give a presentation. Oscar Wilde famously said, Be yourself, everyone else is already taken. According to one estimate, the vast majority of college commencement speeches include the advice to be yourself. Psychology Today ran a piece titled Why Being Yourself is Always the Best Option, which warned that trying to be someone you're not will always lead to feelings of I'm not good enough and a never-ending life of performance making yourself miserable. But some are skeptical. Best-selling author Adam Grant wrote in the New York Times op-ed, Unless You're Oprah, Be Yourself is Terrible Advice, that be yourself creates a fixed mindset where you're stuck in very often awful traits, which will make you more selfish and make you less successful in the world. His op-ed was met with a flurry of rebuttal pieces, including famous author Brené Brown, who pushed back that he didn't understand true authenticity, which could never be bad, and that he was shaming people from being their true selves rather than shaming the cultures and systems that they are a part of They're trying to make them conform to inauthentic environments. So Nathan, how would you define what it means to be yourself and is that
1: good advice? And in what contexts? Is that good advice? Um, well, yeah, I think you should be yourself if you're perfect. Um, so <laughs> if you are if you're me, uh, yeah, you should totally be yourself. If you're anyone who's not me, no. Wait, how can you be semi-perfect? You're either perfect or you're not
0: me. There's no gray area.
1: Don't be yourself, be just like me, be someone else. Um, it's just good advice. Uh, this is, this is a tough one because there's, um, my, my, my short, the short answer to this, this question is, um, no, you shouldn't be yourself, but you also shouldn't be someone else. So you shouldn't be anything is what I'm telling you. (laughs) Uh, Good night, folks. (laughs) See if you can apply that practically to your life. Be nothing is really the advice I'm trying to convey here. Um, no, th- this is interesting because I I don't want to do that thing where, you know, there's a, a popular phrase and it's like, well, is this true or not? And then you kind of do that willfully, willfully obtuse thing where you purposely misunderstand what people are getting at um, just to, you know, so you can look uh, cool and, and criticize whatever they're doing. So I, I think when people say be yourself, I, I think the general sentiment is good. What what they're saying is um, you know kind of a part of the christian ethic which is you are you are beautiful you will have um, good things about you uh you bear the image of god your personality uh it, it was designed and is good um who you are how you uh, what you love your skills your talents these are all good things and rather than spending your entire life um comparing yourself to other people whom you wish you were like, rather than trying to be like someone else, rather than trying to be someone else, um there you should accept the reality of who you are, who you've been designed as, and you should revel in it, and you should um, uh, you should love it. Now, I think that's what people typically are getting at, but this comes with some caveats for me anyway. I you know I, you know, I wrote this book uh, with my mom called Different. And it was literally about how um, uh, our our story, me growing up with mental illness uh, and learning disabilities and just kind of being a a all around outside the box kid who didn't really fit in a lot of the kind of cultural uh, molds. And so, you know, I I struggled a lot as a kid to to fit in. And and what that caused in me is to really dislike a lot of things about myself. And, uh, you know, throughout the journey of the book, you know, one of the things that we really get to the heart of is um, me kind of learning to not just accept that, you know, that sounds like uh, surrender, but but really celebrate the person I was created to be. And it, it wasn't like other people and it was different. I, my mind works differently. The way I saw the world work differently, I had different skills and different um, uh, uh, talents and, and desires and hopes and dreams. That was a good thing. And so throughout the book, what, what we really lean into is looking at everyone's kind of natural proclivity and you know i I dealt with maybe in a louder sense because i had mental illness and learning disabilities that really um separated me from a lot of the quote normal people out there um but what we really talk about ultimately is that really no one is quote normal everyone has things that make them feel other that, that make them different, that, that differentiate them from the crowd, every single last person. And those things aren't necessarily bad, that they're really wonderful things about you, your uniquenesses, your, your, uh, the diversity of how your mind works and, and all these different aspects. So I think generally, um, the sentiment behind be yourself is good. Now, I think the problem with this is that people have taken it to mean something else. Um, and, and I, and I don't think that be yourself while there is good in it, it's not complete. So, you know, the way I have completed it for myself is I'm not going to try to be like other people. I'm going to love how it was created and all that, like I just talked about, but I'm going to try to be the best version of myself. And I, and I, and I wonder, as I look at TikTok, as I look at culture, as I read articles, if what people hear when they hear be yourself is don't change, don't grow, just be what you already are and don't try. So, you know, I mean, if you are really, really unhealthy, let's say, um, is it easier when you hear be yourself to say, oh, okay, I can just not work out now because who I am is this, and I'm just going to continue in my in my negative or unhealthy habits um, forever, even if it has detrimental affect on me and my family and whoever wherever else. Um, and so I think that's what a lot of people do. It, they use it as a justification to remain exactly as they are. Um, when really the intent is more love who you are so much that you lean into the things that you already are. But I think the, the finishing to the sentence of be yourself is be yourself, but the best version of yourself, which actually takes a lot of work. And that's what I feel like unfortunately this culture hasn't really grasped, grasped onto. A lot of what you see people doing with this phrase, be yourself isn't so much just celebrating the natural gifts and and personalities of who God has given them. Rather, they use it as a justification to not better themselves, to not grow, to not mature. And so that would be my my general kind of uh, introduction into the, is this good advice? Well, it can be only if you hear it correctly and only if you hear it fully, which will probably include another sentence um, after be yourself. Which is be your best self, but I'll stop here and let you jump in on what you think if this is good, if this is bad, um, and we can kind of continue from there because I have some thoughts on how to actually take this and utilize it to our benefit rather than utilizing it to justify um, our weaknesses and and unhealth. Yeah, no, I, I think you you're you're hitting
0: the nail on the head in terms of the so, uh, at least the the basics of what the advantages and problems are because. You know, I mean, if, first of all, I have to say, what's funny is when I I had sort of researched this topic last minute, and one of the things that really entertained me was how much drama there is behind it. Like again, like between like authors, like you know, uh, Adam Grant and Brené Brown are doing back and forths on on online articles, talking with each other, and how just very passionate people are about this issue about whether you should be yourself or you should not be yourself. And one of the things that I I'm seeing in there is I think that this. This phrase, be yourself, suffers from what the um, evolutionary biologist uh, Eric Weinstein refers to as semantic overload, which is that it is something that has so many meanings attached to it that it almost becomes an inkblot test. So you can basically hear what you want to hear from it, even though it's completely different from what either person meant when they said it or anything else. And so, you know, you kind of want to get at what the core of what you mean by that is. And there's a couple of things that you point out that are are really good, is that the idea is when a person is saying to you, usually when they say be yourself, it's in the, most people hear it at the very least. It's in the context of, like I said, you're about to go on a date and you're really nervous. And, or you're about to go to job interview and you're really nervous. And your friend is saying, don't worry about it, just be yourself. What they're saying to you is, I know the way you're like when you're not nervous and when you're not trying to perform and just do that because that person is charming. That person has a lot to contribute. And so if you just act the way you are when you're not nervous, then you'll do well. That's what they're saying. But the problem is, as many people pointed out, both again, Adam Grant, Benny Brown, and what was the other person that I had uh, had up who wrote, the is be yourself bad advice article. Yeah, Dr. Pamela uh, Parsky. She, uh, they, I'll point out that we have multiple selves in a certain degree, and there are parts of ourselves that are sort of biologically determined. You know, so they, um, Dr. Parsky did with uh, Dr. Helen Fisher, uh, wrote Anatomy of Love. They did experiments where you know when they said, okay, be a leader, and then you know do something leader like. You basically and. If if they mapped out what they're kind of what they'd be biologically disposed to, like about sixty percent of the time they would do what they're biologically inclined to do. You know, and so there's there's certain ways in which your some aspects of you are fixed, but there are some aspects of you that are not fixed, that are according to like things that you can change about yourself. You can say, Okay, I want to be better in this way or that way. And so we really kind of have to ask ourselves. Because there's certain things about ourselves that we cannot change, either from, from nature or nurture. And those things, it's pointless to try to be. And those things are maybe good about us. You wouldn't want to be someone other than you are. But there are things about us that maybe we could change or should change or could, you know, like you say, be the best version of yourself. And so I think be yourself is good advice if you are understanding it in a particular way. And you, the real question is, what is it do you mean by that? So, you know, I think that for people who are saying just be yourself, what is – it's typically not good advice because it typically needs to be explain what that you mean by that. So that would be my first kind of uh, opening salvo about it. There's that and then um, there are parts of you can't change and shouldn't change. But there are parts of you that you should grow and you should maybe change. But then getting to the details of that is where – what matters.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think that's good, and, and I and I I like what you talked about. I think people get tired of performing, and so I think that often this this was response. This you know, be yourself is a response to this this need societally, even in, in micro societies. Let's let's say church or business, where it can get exhausting to perform. Right? Have you ever been in in a community or place or workspace or religious uh, community where you feel like you have to? perform, you have to do, uh, you have to put on a performance so you can fit in, so you can get what you need, be it that a paycheck or acceptance into the club. And I think that's kind of just a necessary evil or just a, a reality of living in a world of people um, who form tribes. But I think it is also exhausting. And I think that we it can be difficult to keep that up all the time. And so I think that in, in a world where we constantly feel like we have to perform, um, be yourself was the answer to that stop performing because we know it's exhausting, we know it's bad for us. But at the same time, what I find is interesting, and, and I'd be interested to look up on the studies um, on this, I'll let you do that. Um, but... There's there's this idea that I've seen uh, just at least interpersonally and, and anecdotally with a lot of people I've met, where a lot of people don't know, you know, you say be yourself. Well, who is myself? Who actually am I? And and I think um, you know I, I did read somewhere again, don't quote me. There's some article I read, but it's like more. Uh, youth today are having questions about their identity and who they are why they're here than like ever before and so i think it's an i i don't like i said i don't necessarily agree uh, disagree with be yourself but i also don't know that it's also super helpful because i think a lot of people don't actually know who they are when they hear that it's like be yourself okay who is that we see this in children too right children from a very young age are trying to figure out who they are. Now, ideally, they grow up in a place in which they can emulate mom and dad, where they can have a good example of the kind of person they should be. And then they start around 13. They start self-actualizing and ideating, um, taking some of those things that they have uh, had imaged for them and turning them into their own unique, uh, separate, separate self. And so you have the, the you know, you have a lot of studies that show that the kids who have the best understanding of quote self are the ones who had it modeled and who also had the freedom to explore who they were outside of that modeling figure. Um, so a lot, that's a lot of the psychological and sociological mumbo jumbo, but I think you, you're picking up really what this gets to the heart of to me is all right, even if be yourself is true. I think a lot of people don't know where to go from there because they don't actually know who they are. Um, So this is also interesting. You brought this up, that there's a lot of different versions of ourselves. And this is one thing that uh, if you've ever engaged in therapy, particularly the kind that has internal family systems, uh, a quick explanation of internal family systems is it has nothing to do with your family. It has to do with your mental family, that really that none of us are just this monolithic person that throughout the course of our life, oftentimes in trauma or great stress um, Or or just um, coping mechanisms in, in difficult families relationships. We actually uh, learn to be. We have different versions of ourselves, and so like you know, one would be like. Oh, I'm I'm a really tough guy, and so I've learned to be that version of myself so I can survive this particular world. Or I'm a I'm a I'm a victim, so I've learned how to get what I need by um, preying on people's empathy, uh, natural empathetic uh, reaction. And so we have all these different versions of yourself. And so the the, the psychological practice and the the counseling practice of investigating what are the different um, versions of yourself, are they useful? Are they helpful? Are they healthy? And are they bringing you a more whole and more satisfying and healthy life? And so that's a lot of the the work that you have to do in counseling therapy is to actually, um, investigate all these different selves that you've created, um, as a result of, you know, any number of issues, um, which is, which is, I think really, really, it's surprising. It's interesting to me that this has become such a powerful, um, um, the therapeutic device that's been used, that's being used so often right now, because I do think it goes back to that. I think a lot of people don't know who them who they are. Now, when this happens, when we don't know who we are, is trying to figure this out. And like I said, we have kids. What do kids do when they're when they're young? They watch, you know, Superman and they go and they and they put on a Superman suit and they they declare I'm Superman because they're trying to take on an image of not just I like him, but I'm to be him. I want to, I, I did this. I want to be Superman. I didn't want to be like him. I wanted to be Superman because that was me investigating who I am. Well, we live in an age which I think it's, it, we have a lot of people saying, you know, d- define whoever you are. You get to be whoever you are. And that's really left a lot of people confused. Don't know who they are. We can go back to you can You can take the you can take a shot now because I'm about to mention post-modernity. But postmodernity, for better or for worse, whatever you think about this, got rid of a lot of stalled grids of who people were actually supposed to be. And so now we're kind of left to make it up on our own. And we really don't know what that means. So because people don't know who they are, it can be very difficult um, to start when you... Uh, when you try to lean into this, oh, just be yourself. Okay, so one of the places I would really start is find some objectivity about who you are, mm-hmm. right? And and this can be, it can be a journey, it can be something, you know, there's a really beautiful journey in discovering who you are and taking part in that creation creating who you are. But one of the things I would encourage you to do is find some objectivity, some definition to okay. who you are, who you've been created to be your personality, your loves, your interests. And so one of the things you can do, I would highly suggest, and I do this as a, as a life coach, I do this with almost all of my clients is we, we go through a personality test. Now I use the Myers Briggs. I think that is most scientifically backed. But a lot of people will scream at me for that. So if you want the big five or Enneagram, that's fine. But I do think that these are good places to start because what you can start doing is is not just living in that kind of ethereal space of who am I, but these these tests can give you indication of how you actually are, what you prefer, um, what kind of, where your personality falls. And again, it's not a box that you have to live inside of, you can change, you can grow, but it will give you, it will begin to give you an understanding of who you are. And from that place, you can kind of move out and discover more and more and more about your loves. And maybe from that understanding, you can understand about your passion, what, you, what we're called to do, what you want to do and things like that. And at that place, um, you can start becoming, like we said earlier, the best version of yourself, but to become the best version of yourself, you do have to know yourself. So I think before we even get to becoming the best version of yourself, you actually have to start the process of knowing yourself. And I've mentioned a few things, personality tests, uh, therapy counseling, but I think these are really great places to start, to start kind of discovering and even creating who you want to be. Um, but again, we'll we'll touch more on, um, on how to do that and, and what next steps oh. to take and all things like that. But Joseph, was there anything in there that, that, that you think uh, that, that kind of piqued your mind into this question of should we be ourselves? Yeah, and
0: I think that that whole idea of um, the, w- another reason that it's the be yourself is so, even if it's true, it's largely unhelpful, increasingly unhelpful is because it relies upon people actually knowing who they are. And you you talked about postmodernism. I would I agree, you know, again, I, you know, you you can never get me talking about postmodernism enough. But one of the aspects about postmodernism <laughs> that is um very practical is just the fact that we don't have tight knit communities anymore or as much. And what that means is that, you know, you don't have as many opportunities to naturally find what you do and enjoy better than other people. One of the things that you know we, we talked about brought this back to to God really quickly this episode by the way it usually takes us till the end so to go to to bring it back to to Jesus and how it all fits together but one of the things is that in the early church uh, when St Paul and maybe his letters was trying to deal with the issue of you know people, Uh, feeling like they're better or worse than each other. He kind of talked about, instead we should think of ourselves as a body and say like, you know, a hand needs a foot. You know, we we can't all do the same things, but we all work together and we're not more important than the other because again, if we don't have one part of your body, it's your body's not going to function very well. So to have dignity and value in that. But another thing he says is that, you know, how do you know what your place is? He says, well, if you're good at teaching, then teach. If you're good at serving, then serve. If you're good at these things, and so one of the things that is, but that's easier to do when you're a part of a community where you get to find out what you're really good at or what you enjoy or things like that. And so again, like, I mean, really silly example, but one of the reasons I figured out I was good at actually kind of, you know, communicating for people, you know, sort of like saying, okay, explaining what this person is saying to this other person or summarizing what other people do is because I was able to do that with a bunch of people who were able to say, oh, thank you for explaining this because I didn't understand this. Thank you for explaining that to other people. So now I kind of know that that's a gift that I can have and that I can lean into about myself. But you don't have that if you're not bumping up against people a lot. And so that's one of the things, again, just as explanatory, that's one of the reasons we don't know like who our self is to be is because we're not our communities are much more fractured than they used to be. And so that would be one thing is if you want to say, okay, how do I discover myself? The first thing to do is to say, actually have friends that you're with more often and you're discovering, partnering together and doing things with so you can discover what some of your gifts, your interests, the things that you like are and and your kind of place in the world in that way. That's one thing. And the other thing, of course, is so you have the aspects of yourself that are immutable, but then you talk about you know things you love and enjoy then there's your your values things like you say oh i actually this is not who i want to this is not who i am but it's who i want to be which is also you know a valuable thing where that we talked about earlier in another episode about how child psychology we need to, two things one to be completely loved for who we are then also challenged to grow and so you're always going to be that that side of yourself that okay i want to grow and become a best version of myself Um, is a part that you need to uh, explore as well. But the thing that we're saying is that, okay, if you're an introvert, this is what people understand really well. If you're an introvert, you're never going to be a great extrovert. You know, you could be an introvert with solid social skills, which is what you should do. You should be, we should be, but you should also be the best introvert you can be who also has solid social skills. Or you can be an extrovert, this best extrovert you should be, but also knows how to be by themselves. And so discovering who you are in those ways, but then also saying, what are my values that I, that say, um, who I can become for that other 40% of yourself that you can actually self-create, um, that is then where you go from there to say, okay, I want to, I want to grow and be better, um, in that way. That's, that's where, where I would,
1: would uh, suggest people start in that direction. Yeah. I think this is a, it's a process. It's like a three prong process and unfortunately i think we use just one thing it's right in the middle and when we say be yourself you're you're giving people the middle part which means they don't have the beginning or the ending to this process um and and it's incomplete and so that's why i think even though it's technically true it's ultimately unhelpful so what i would say is i think both of us are arguing for here is it, yeah, it's technically good advice, but only in the context of the beginning of it, the sentence before and the end of it, the sentence after. The the, the sentence before is, who's yourself? You yeah. know, figure that out, and it might be personality. it's like Joseph said, it's interacting with other people, so you are more clearly defined what your strengths and weaknesses are, Who and you're appreciated for things. And so you can start to learn who you are, particularly if you didn't grow up in a family that that gave that to you, it's not impossible to find that out. You can learn it, but you will have to do some work. You know, so that's the first prong. That that's number one in in this recipe. Uh, the number two is once you figure out yourself, is love yourself, be yourself. Yes, love who that is. And that's a good and wonderful thing. And that and that for we get, is a good advice. Yes, as long as you did number one, you know you know yourself, and then the number three after be yourself is now take yourself and the self that you love and the self that you know there's good parts of and make it better and make it whole and and shore up your weaknesses and fill in those cracks and become more mature and become more and so it's not becoming an entirely new thing you know we we don't um we don't tell an an oak seed to become a uh you know i don't know (laughs) a lamp we tell it to become more to grow to become the biggest oak tree it can so the third is become yes you so you love you became yourself you love yourself and now become the best self you can be so i think that when it comes down to this question is is be yourself good advice yes if it's properly contextualized within the entirety of this arc and so that would be kind of my ending to this is yeah you are you are amazing you should be yourself but you should also be your best self after you get to know who yourself actually is
0: yeah and so i say for people who are wanting to give the advice to be yourself one thing i would suggest is instead of saying be yourself tell the person specifically this is something that you are really good at and you do well this is something i really appreciate about you and this is why in this situation you do these things well and so as long as you are do those things i think that you will do well in this and so that's more specific about again if you're giving someone advice in the situation is like hey you're always really good at this do that and you'll be fine. You know, that's something a bit more advice. And if you're getting advice to be yourself, then ask a the person, what do you mean by that specifically? Because that can give you a vision for what that actually means. Now, again, we have, I mean, we're not going to deal with this now quite yet, but right now, because this is beyond the scope of this episode. But one of the things about this is it does require saying what a best self and a worst self is does ha- rely upon a some kind of standard of what better and worse looks like and to say yeah. that and so you do have to determine a standard that you're going to use for that and you know most people use a, a combination of what their social what their community's values are what their internal values are um we believe that You know, God has the ultimate standard of what's better and worse, and so conforming to that, finding what's the midpoint between who he's made me to be and the gap between that, but that's something you have to have in context with that as well, is what's the gap between who I've been made to be and the way that I'm uh, missing with that. So that standard is something you have to intentionally think about that you're doing. But yeah, as long as you have that, who am I? (gasps) Um, find out who you are, appreciate who you are, and then are able to make the standard for like what's the gap between the best version of that, then that advice is actually a really life-affirming that's really worth um, uh, appreciating. Yeah, you actually were made to be valuable and good, and trying being a toe and wishing that you were a hand is not how you should go through life. But also,
1: if you stop at any one of these steps rather than completing the whole process... It will be unhealthy. So yes. that's why we kind of tend towards, yes, it's healthy and unhealthy. It's healthy if you complete the process. It's not, if you don't, because if you stop at just discovering who you are, um, you might discover things and you really, really dislike them about yourself. Cause they're not like other people. You might, you might find this like objectivity, like, oh, this is who I am. And I don't like it because it's not like this person or that person, but that's where you have to move to the next one, which is this is, who you are in love, who you are, accept who you are. This is good. But then if you stop there, you can go, eh, I'm fine the way I am. I'm fine with my bad habits. I'm fine with my uh, toxic traits. But this is why you have to move on to the last one, which is, okay, now move to complete the story, complete the book of you and self and become the best version. So, again, we it is good with the caveats, which it sounds like we always do, um, with some nuance yes <laughs> another the stop. world is complicated um, and nuanced and we're not ashamed of it yes but complete the arc of self don't just have one third of it but yeah so uh, i hope there's some interesting things in there for you guys uh if you disagree with us you know let us know um and we'd love to hear your pushback if you do agree with us we also love to know that we uh we're right about things so let us know what you think but um now we're going to get into <clears throat> blesses and curses Look- Blesses and curses. Best segment after the first segment. Exactly. <laughs> yes,
0: the best part of it, except for all the other parts, uh, where mm-hmm. we take a work of art, media, or resource and uh, recommend it, i.e., bless it, or diss it, i.e., curse it. Um, so, yes, uh, Nathan, um, we we did. This was a definitely a faster. We we kind of put this one together last minute. So, uh, what what were what
1: is your uh, what is your bless and curse today? We've blessed this one before, but I feel like it deserves another one, particularly in this episode. Um, it's a movie that you and I saw years ago. Now we're getting old, Joseph. Um, but it, it's called Britney Runs a Marathon. And, you know, th- there's a ton of movies that are basically, oh, you're a terrible person with toxic ha- habits. Well, you should just love yourself and all your whole life will get fixed. I don't typically think that's helpful or even true. Uh, I think a lot of people have taken that advice uh, because they, they the the entire narrative. And the arc that we talked about earlier, um, and, a, and a lot of movies kind of encourage you, you know, don't get better, don't become healthier, um, just accept yourself, and the whole world, you know, and you'll get everything you want. And that's untrue. And I think you probably have seen this if you practice this in your life. Brittany Runs a Marathon, I think, is a really great answer to that. It is about a a woman who has a lot of, um, let's just say, unhealth in her life in in a myriad of different ways. And, you know, we, Joseph and I were both kind of expecting, you know, she has a lot on health, but as soon as she accepts herself, everything will be all right. But she doesn't. She actually goes on a journey to become a better person, um, to to both love the parts of herself that are good, but make those bigger and get rid of the ones that are destructive. And so is a really kind of beautiful movie of both. Yes someone discovering themselves then loving themselves and then becoming a better version of themselves and it shows the practical affect on her world once she does that in her life and so in, in the side from that it's funny uh, the actress is fantastic um the writing's good it's just a really enjoyable movie but it's also i think one that is a for lack of a better word a healthy depiction of better better oneself and so um yeah, I, I really like Brittany Runs Marathon, so I'm going to bless it. Uh, and just do like this too, if I remember. So No, I yeah. I,
0: I liked it a lot. One of the things that I, I liked about it was it shows what can happen when you do get into the self-improvement stage of your life is you start to actually... But you skip the part of loving yourself where you can start to base your self-improvement on self-loathing, and it causes you to kind of... Um, be cruel to yourself and other people because you only see yourself as valuable if you become better than you are so it it does Mm. a lot of these nuances that typically use people simplify this story and and it really does show the whole arc of it in a very very beautiful way yes no i I really liked it a lot so i I definitely i concur with this bless good well you're not going to concur with this
1: next one because i'm about to (laughs) hurt something i'm going to I'm going to curse something that I believe has been blessed on this podcast a few times. A couple times, yeah. I, I went back and I watched, uh, you know, you, you dip back in uh, if, you're, if you're, it's a YouTube channel. And if you're a, if you enjoy YouTube channels and stuff, sometimes it's been a few years since you've watched something, it's like, oh, it comes across your feed. And so I, I dipped back in to watch a few videos on Charisma on Command. Chris on Command is a YouTube channel where a couple guys who who are, by the way, real talented, real smart guys. So I, I'm not cursing them by any means, um, but they they basically do different videos, you know, like uh, on how to be more charismatic, how to be more social, how to be funnier, how to be handsomer, whatever it might be. And I and I think it's done with good intent, which is the attempt is to help, particularly young men. Young men but anyone who's watching, um, to learn social skills, to, to learn how to be in the world, to, uh, to learn skills that will benefit their life in different ways. My problem, the reason I'm cursing the videos today is, is because I think it, the, the videos are structured in such a way where, um, it's like uh, they'll focus in on one celebrity, right, or or one uh, character from a, from a movie or from a TV show. Um, so you know, take Chris Hemsworth. They'll they'll focus in on Chris Hemsworth and and they'll kind of dissect and they'll use psychological studies and stuff. Why do people like him? Why is he so charming? Why uh, are people drawn to him? And they'll kind of dissect his behavior and they'll come up with. Um, the The reasons why people like him, and that I think is really, really cool. I think it's really interesting to on a sociological and psychological level to dissect people's behavior and how people respond. I think that's so interesting. The problem for me isn't the dissection and understanding. It's the the undercurrent of of suggestion that says you can if you just emulate his behavior, you can essentially be Chris Hemsworth, that people will respond to you like they do Chris Hemsworth if you emulate this behavior. And so I think what ultimately happens is it goes from rather, and and, 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 I don't know how to say this, because I think there are good things here, obviously, but I think what can happen if you're not careful is that these videos can imply that if you become someone different, that if you become someone entirely different, you can have what they have. One, I think that is, it doesn't help people actually accept the reality of who they are. I think it actually is kind of uh, uh, suggesting you should become someone else Two, it. It makes people believe it's possible. And I don't think it is. You know, if you look at, you know, one of the things that was like, um, be affectionate in your physical touch, like Chris Hemsworth. And it shows him, you know, he's touching people on the shoulder. He's hugging and stuff that is rooted out of his experience, out of his family, out of his culture that he grew up with for 30 plus years. The problem is if you take someone who doesn't have any experience with that who didn't grow up in a culture with that who didn't grow up in a mindset or an experience or a family with that and they just try to emulate his behavior it's going to come off inauthentic and it's not going to work and so i don't like when people promise that you can be something if you just emulate something and i think that unfortunately it's done a disservice to a lot of it can it's done a disservice can do a disservice to um particularly young men Who think I can be like Chris Hemsworth and get you know pretty girls to see me or get the the bigger job if I just emulate his behavior? And again, I don't know. I just think that it's encouraging you not to be yourself, and also it won't work. And that's the worst thing. That if I would you know I would probably say go for it if it could work. You know even if you're emulating someone else and you want something, but I don't think it'll work because you will never be Chris Hemsworth. Also, <laughs> there's this kind of thing. You know, it's it, Chris Hemsworth. Henry Cavill, Chris Pratt, uh, uh, Robert Downey Jr. These are all incredibly handsome, charming, uh, very famous, fitting, famous, yeah, wealthy, famous, <laughs> yes, wealthy. And it's like you know, th- there is you're not. I don't know how to say this. Um, that's kind of an element that they forget. It's like you know what really helps you not come off creepy or weird or desperate. Well. Be super handsome and famous and rich and wealthy. That really, really helps it. And so I feel like that's not quite said enough or explicitly enough. And it gives people false hope. And it also kind of wastes people's time and encourages them away from actually leaning into and bettering themselves uh, and encourages them towards just trying to emulate someone else. So that would be my, that would be my, the reason for my curse. But Joseph, tell me why I'm wrong. Well, you're not totally wrong. I and mean, again, my, my, my pushback is that I
0: definitely, as I was trying to, you know, homeschool kid thrust into kind of a new world of social interactions, figuring <laughs> yeah, all those kid, out. They, yes. um, I found a lot of their videos helpful in terms of certain things where it's sure. like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure this stuff out. Why is this not working? Why, what am I doing wrong? And what's, what are some ways that like, you know, one of the things that they example I give is they, they said, how do you avoid getting kind of like talked over and interrupted all the time without seeming like a jerk? You know, and it's like when they say, well, just finish your sentence. If somebody interrupts you, just finish your sentence, you know, really? because that come makes it seem like you're not, at you know, giving the floor over to them or rewarding them for interrupting you, but you're also not, you know, interrupting them. So there's certain things like that, where it's like, you can do certain things that if you didn't have this idea for how to, you know, how do you, you know, uh, how do you tell jokes in a certain way? What's going wrong? Why is it not working? I found many of those things very helpful. Now, of course, I also did fall into the, well, maybe I'll try to imitate like this. And it did not work because it was not my, you know, my authentic to myself. And I had people who pointed that out to me and, and said like, hey, <laughs> hey, Joseph, you're acting weird. What's up with that? You know, and so, you know, so I think that and they so do have a mixed bag.
1: Yeah, there, it's a helpful time. and uh, yeah,
0: and, and so I think you have to go into it. And they do have some episodes that are like, "Hey, which is your charisma personality kind of thing." But like, you have to go into it knowing you you have a self. You cannot completely, you know, over it. So as long as you say, "Maybe this will work for me, and maybe this won't," in the context of myself, it could be useful. But the episodes don't do that for you. So I think I can I can understand yeah. that as that as problem. Explicitly.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like it would be really helpful, and maybe they they will do this or have done this. Um, but if, if there's like a test or like a series of videos where it's like, which one of these kinds of people that we're using to emulate that we're using to image this, which one of these kinds are closest to your natural self yeah. and maybe you can learn from a little bit of their behavior. So it can be a more, more organic thing that yeah. you can into rather than trying to, so that would be my, that's, that's fair pushback and, um. And listen, Charisma and Command guys, we should actually reach out to them one of these days. Absolutely.
0: No, they're on the list. They actually put them on the list. Good, (laughs) good. So one of
1: these days, we'll have them on so they can rebut my curse. Uh, Uh, But those are my blessings and curses. Awesome. Okay,
0: well, I'll try to go through mine quickly. Those are really good ones. Um, This one is partly just shameless because I just read it and I just want to tell people how good it is. (laughs) But is I just read the Agatha Christie book and then there were none. I'm not going to spoil it. Yeah, it's a great, I, I it's it's not going to spoiler it, it, but it is that classic story of a bunch of strangers meeting together in a house and, and, and you know, bad stuff ensues. <laughs> and, <laughs> and one of the things I think is really, I like about it and why I bring it up for this one is because I think Agatha Christie, she's almost like C.S. Lewis in the sense that she's able to show people who try to delude themselves into thinking they're really good people. Um, but mm-hmm. all of their flaws and foibles underneath it that they don't want to admit even to themselves. And I think that that's a that's a piece of the be yourself aspect that many people have pointed out needs to be added to the nuance. As you said, is there are parts of yourself that aren't good, and you have to be looking at being your best self, the stuff parts of yourself that you'd be proud of that you should be, and not all of it, and determine what that is. What's all the stuff in there that's maybe you shouldn't be that's not good for yourself. And so it does. Make you think about that, about yourself, about how easy it is for you to think you're better than you actually are, and actually have the humility to know that I I should th- that that there's a lot about me that I shouldn't good and I should correct. So I and it's also it's, it's a very haunting book. I, every time I read an Agatha Christie book, I always fool myself and think, oh, this is a great fun read, mystery writer was, and then I was like, oh my gosh, I need to really uh, reexamine myself
1: in my life after reading. She had- this such a gift i mean she's such a good writer but really when it comes to writing people and it could be because of the british culture whatever it might have been in um, but she has such a gift at seeing the both sides of the division of someone's public self and someone's performed self and someone's real self and how those interact and ultimately what those will cause you to do if they're too segregated. And so I I just love her depictions of humans both on the top and behind the curtain. So you're absolutely right. That's a great bless. Well said, well said. And my curse,
0: I'm going to uh, do um, a movie that um, uh, Nathan and I both, uh blocks from our memories. You mentioned it and I was like, wait, wait, what movie? (laughs) Because it it was so (laughs) terrible. There's, you know, usually we we sort of, you know, uh, saw we just showing you behind the curtain a little bit. We usually try to criticize things both for their values, if they have bad values, and for their bad aesthetics or bad artistically. And Mm -hmm. I always try to if I'm cursing something, try to curse something that's has it's both because I think that it's that I don't want to curse something if it's, you know, good artistically but bad values I, I I sometimes we do but I like to if it's both this is that perfect sweet spot of something that has <laughs> terrible values and terribly terrible artistry but it's a uh, vivarium and it's uh stars Jesse Eisenberg and it's about him and some you know is what you an live in boots what an image in p- boots oh this, yes going uh going to get their first house mm-hmm. in this suburb that they get trapped in it just becomes a sort of mouse trap they get trapped in and they spend their their whole lives trapped there it's trying it's there's nothing worse than a movie that's trying to be artistic and say something and not and not it's 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 so heavy-handed but also so empty in terms of it's bad it's like oh that's it that's all you're trying to say when you put us to excruciating hours of this just to say
1: look how bad it is to get trapped in the suburbs the, the way you said it, it's so heavy handed, but empty, it, it that's a perfect way to say it. it reminds me of like a huge inflatable hammer where like yeah. and someone just beats you over the head as hard as they can, but it does nothing because there's no weight to it. So yeah. that's what I feel like. That's a great way to describe it.
0: I, I kept, we kept waiting for, okay, what's the twist that's going to be like, this has something it's saying. With all this, that all this makes sense. Like, no, no, it doesn't. It just, you know, no. so yeah. So anyway, <laughs> that's why I'm cursing that because it's, you know, it's it's the fear. That's the thing is, the reason I bring it up in this context is everyone's afraid that if they lose their authentic self, they will be trapped in a soulless, you know, system that they don't love and is unendurable pain. And that's what they're yeah. afraid of. But of course, there are a good ways to say that, <laughs> and and two. It doesn't answer the question of how do you actually interact with the outside world while being authentic self. It just says no. Yeah. You, you you become a part of the system and your authentic self is lost, which is not a workable thesis. So yeah. Anyway, so that's my curse. Uh, you know, sorry, Jesse Eisenberg. I liked uh, I liked a uh, uh, social network of uh, so anyway well this has been fun uh thank you everyone for joining us today for this episode uh nathan if people enjoy our of uh, this and decide hey i enjoy this maybe that means my true self is an overthinker and i uh, want to find out more about uh the overthinkers and what we do and then also what you do uh where
1: can they go they can go to the overthinkersjournal.world and they can also join our private online facebook group called the overthinkers Um, If you want to get in touch with me, you can go to NathanClarkson.me. You can search my name, Nathan Clarkson, on any of the socials. And also, you know, when it comes to self and identity and uh, uniqueness and and all these different things, I've written two books I will suggest um, that I think you might enjoy, a kind of a a continuation of a lot of the conversation that we've had today, but into a myriad of different um, places and, and issues and ways um, the first ones I wrote with my mother called uh, called different, and, um, it's about my upbringing and and childhood as a kid with mental illness and learning disabilities who felt very separated from the world. And, uh, it's my journey of actually learning to love myself. Um, but then I wrote a book called good man, which was the finishing, the finishing to that process where it was, um, after learning to love myself and accept it and understanding who I was, how do I become better? And the subtitles, um, Something to do with uh, discovering who men were actually created to be. And uh, so I encourage you to uh, grab both if you want to. And because both kind of touch on different elements of what we touched on today. So Good Man and Different, grab one of those books. Joseph, if people want to engage with your work and talk to you, I don't know why they would. But if they do, where can they they go? If they are a person of exceptional taste and judgment. They can go
0: to uh, find me on any of the socials at jo- and also my website, josephholmstudios.com. And of course, I regularly write for the Religion Unplugged outlet where I am engaging with all sorts of both positive and negative art that is sometimes the best that it can be and most of the time less than the best that it can be. So if you uh, find uh, that appealing, then go uh, check out my stuff. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining regardless. And remember... If it's worth thinking about, it's worth overthinking about.